Welcome to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here. And the most exciting topic of all for the entire day, and that would be no one to hold them, no one to fold them, chartering new networks. So I'm sure I've talked to many of you about chartering and the process, but we're going to give you a very brief overview on the chartering and the process and the steps that go into that. And then I'll take any questions that you have. And Cindy Newkirk is going to monitor the chat. And so if there's any questions, we'll try to get those answered for you right away. And if we can't answer them, then we'll get you an answer. All right, here we go. So know when to hold them. So let's discuss the chartering process. And this is how we figure out what steps we need to take to get a new network chartered. So the chartering process, there are three steps. The organizational requirements, the membership requirements, and the charter formation team. So organizational requirements, we're gonna go into each of the three topics. So the organizational topics uh, or organizational requirements, you cannot form a new network if you're depleting the membership of another network. Members can take their membership from a network and move it to a newly formed network. However, you cannot basically ruin a network to form a new network. So that we always take into consideration. And that is actually something that National kind of digs into to make sure that a new network in, a, in an area is a viable way or a step to take. So there is what is called an, a thousand realtor rule. And that means that the local association that would be covering the new network must have at least a thousand realtor members. Now, this new network is in an area where maybe there's a couple of associations that that service that area and and each of the associations are uh, under a thousand. If we combine those networks and kind of see if those networks would be able to serve the new formed network, then we we may consider that. But that is something that National determines. And so they can actually do some research on the membership of each of the local associations. There's also what's called the 35 Realtor Rule. And that means that uh, we will not allow a new network to form unless there are at least 35 Realtors. And we chose that number basically from experience. And the experience is, is that associations with less than a thousand Realtors and a network that has less than 35 Realtor members is not necessarily a very successful or strong network. It tends to recycle the leadership. You're not getting new people in and less than 35 Realtor members does not necessarily sustain a network very successfully. So we've come up with the 35 Realtor rule. Also, initially a phone call is going to be made to National about an interest in forming a new network. And that could come from a National affiliate member. It could come from a a, a Realtor. It could come from an association, somebody that belongs to an association that really thinks that a local network would be a really great thing to start in their area. So we also encourage that if there are some interested, what we call stakeholders, we encourage them to, to attend a national meeting. This gives them an opportunity to observe Uh, what Women's Council is all about, what our processes are, and gets them to understand who we are and what we do and what we stand for. And certainly, once you attend a national meeting, you really understand what Women's Council is all about. I mean, you really get that feeling. I mean, I think we all understand that. 
And then know that there are charter deadlines. So charters are granted in the fall, formally in the fall. However, we do have what's called a provisional. We would issue a provisional charter. And to get your formal charter, the incoming president would be required to attend Network 360. So that would be an absolute to, to get the formal charter. So the membership requirements, I've already covered the 35 realtor member rule. Also remember that when you're starting a new network that you should be looking for national affiliate members, but the 20% rule does apply here. So if you've got 35 realtor members, your 20% would be sit no more than seven national affiliate members. So you need to make sure that you follow that 20% rule. Charter formation team. So the third piece is the charter formation team. So the stakeholders who are basically the core group uh, that are leading the way to form the new network are gonna make step one, they're gonna take step one and that would be to contact the National Women's Council office, which I've already covered. And then what they're going to do is national, we will all actually let the state leadership, if there's a state network involved, the state leadership know that there is interest in forming a new network. And the third step is that the state leadership, it could be also the state liaison, the national liaison, depending on where this network would reside, would also be involved in the chartering process and certainly would be a good support system for um, advancing the new network, helping them get new members in, help to uh, attend meetings, the initial meetings. And so we definitely want to make sure that that chain is informed about what's going on. So here's a process that's followed. Interest meetings are scheduled and you have to give yourself some time. This does not happen overnight chartering and interest meetings take some time and it may take a few months. Some may be like on it right away and be able to finish it uh, and accomplish the things they need to accomplish within just a few months. However, it may take six months or so. So the first step once um, national is informed is now the stakeholders or the core group are going to schedule an interest meeting. And you want to make this really exciting. You want to advertise it out there. You want to get uh, lots of interest in attending the meeting. And you want to make sure that, I don't know, maybe your state or national liaison are in attendance so that they can maybe speak to the attendees. And then what you want to do is as you're getting these interest meetings going, you want to make sure that you get a list of volunteers. And so you're going to take names of people that might show interest in Women's Council, maybe want to become a member. And this list actually you're going to generate or continue to generate are going to be people that are going to want to volunteer, that they're going to want to take on a, a small job or maybe be one of the line officers. So remember that these volunteers could certainly be the officers of the new network. So as we move on, there's going to be a team that is appointed by the temporary chairperson. Typically the temporary chairperson is gonna be that person that made the initial call to National Women's Council to show the interest. It could be that person. And so the temporary chairperson is going to select a team, a bylaws committee, to be able to create the bylaws. And if you saw Heather's uh, lightning round earlier about standing rules and bylaws, there is a template and it's actually in the charter kit about how to create the bylaws. They're basically created for you. It's basically fill in, fill in, fill in. And there's model bylaws for the local network. So it doesn't take that much time to create the bylaws. The biggest conversation during that 
you have to come up with your local dues. And as local, many of you local officers understand that there are local dues. Our suggestion is not to go below $50 initially on the local dues. The state and national dues are already set, so that's not a piece to be discussed, but it's the local dues. And that's the minimum you should go at is $50. Then there will be another project team that will be appointed by the temporary chairperson that qualifies any potential candidates. Now, this is obviously when you've gotten that list of names and you've got a lot of people interested, enough people to get that network started at, at least the 35 realtor members. And so you want to qualify the candidates to hold office and the project team's gonna actually get those candidates, get some, we, we have applications for you and get applications filled out and the project team can look at those folks. And, and it may be that the initial stakeholder could be your president of that local network, may or may not be. Maybe that person doesn't necessarily want to be an officer, but they wanted to make sure that this network got started. And so they started the process. And then you're going to complete your network plan and budget. And the budget is actually a template built into the charter document. And that will get uh, worked out. The temporary chairperson will actually work with those volunteers and, and, and maybe the potential officers to create the network business plan and the budget and the network business plan is going to be, you know, what are your events going to look like? When are you going to plan them? What's your goal for membership? How are you going to accomplish that? And then obviously the budget and, and working through all those numbers that you need to run the network. Continued on the recommended uh, process is the temporary chairperson will now, once those bylaws and the budget and the business plan have all been completed and you got all those applications, now the chairperson is going to call for a meeting. And this meeting actually is going to be where the bylaws are presented to the group for acceptance and the election of the positions is going to be conducted. And remember, in a new network, you're going to elect the president, the president-elect, the secretary, and the treasurer. This is what we do with a new network, okay? This is not how we deal with sustaining the local networks because we know we do not elect the secretary otherwise. But in a, in a new network, this is what we would do. So your election takes place, you've got your officers, and now your newly elected secretary is gonna apply for their federal ID number. And that process is also in the charter kit document. The address, the phone number, how to go online to fill out the application, the whole thing, it's all there. And then all of these applications that you have for your 35 realtor members, whether they're new members or whether transferring members, you are going to send, uh, the secretary will send all of that information to Women's Council. There is a checkoff sheet um, that will accompany all of these applications. We don't want you to hold checks. We don't want you to keep uh, any control of charge card numbers. We don't want you to hold any of that stuff. So we want it, but it's all gonna be sent in bulk to Women's Council. So hopefully at this final meeting, you will have all of the applications that you need, all of the documents filled out, and it can all go to Women's Council all at one time. So once all of that is sent in, you're going to uh, the approval in the post-charter process. So once all of that is, is sent in, the probationary charter will take about three to five weeks to be approved. And the reason it takes that length of time is because National Women's Council needs to look at the bylaws, make sure it's complete, look at the applications to make sure that your applicants are realtor members, national affiliate members, whatever they need to check, those and also your budget. And so those things need to be looked over and the process needs to be finalized at Women's Council, at National Women's Council. 
So remember also that a requirement for the approval of the charter is for the president, the new president, to attend Network 360. And that is an absolute requirement to gain the formal charter of the network. The installation can occur once the bylaws and the business plan and all the requirements have been approved by National Women's Council. And I, oh, I forgot to mention one thing. So when you have your formation, very often people are very excited about selecting a new name, or selecting the name of the network. It's very important that when a name is selected for the network, that it represents those folks or that area where the network is going to represent. If you think about it, when you look for a referral to refer a, a client to a, an agent out of your area, if you're not familiar with the state or the area and you're not familiar with the person, you may not know the person, now you're trying to look kind of at the map and or the name of the network they belong to or their cities they're representing to try to find someone to help your client. So the name must reflect where the network is going to be. And that is approved by the state leadership team. And if there is no state network, then the name will need to be approved by a national leadership team. So I forgot to mention that earlier. Once the charter is approved, the newly formed network leadership can now request a national representative to come and conduct on-site training for business planning, for how to learn their job duties, anything that the network needs, a national representative, and that would be somebody chosen by national to come and speak to the local network. So, and these are big deals. This is, this is stuff that this particular piece is actually covered by national. So if it's somebody that needs to travel from across the country, national will covered that person to come and conduct this on-site training in your local network. So that's pretty much it. We're to the red flag and the red flag says, you need to know when to fold them. And that was the other part of know when to hold them, know when to fold them. I wanted to cover the most positive pieces of know when to hold them, know when to fold them because this is about building our membership and about growing our, our organization and so, there are always going to be networks that are having challenges. And what is it that we need to see for them to realize that we need to fold them? And it's a hard decision. It's a very hard decision. And there's a lot of emotion very often attached to that locally. And so as a local officer or part of the leadership team, if you are seeing your membership numbers declining, if you are seeing meeting attendance declining. If you're seeing that your leadership team, you're recycling your leadership team and you're not getting people that want to serve in a local officer position, these are all red flags. There's ways to dig yourself out of this. This is not the end all be all, but if it's continuing to be a problem and your membership has declined below 20 realtor members and it's been staying that way, and, and believe me, National will be sending the president and the leadership team information that your members are declining. It's not going to come as a surprise. And you can, you can reverse some of this stuff if you really put your mind to it. And then another red flag is if you're having a problem attracting strategic partners. So these are all things that you need to look at locally to try to figure out how to solve these problems. And sometimes we can't. Sometimes the problems can't be solved. And then that is when we need to make the decision to fold a network. And it's hard. It's very hard. And there are processes that go through that. And I'm happy to discuss those. But I think I would rather focus on chartering new networks than folding networks. So that's it. That's the presentation. So there must be some questions. There must be.
That's my guess. Who's got questions? Jamie, I have a question for you. Okay, who is it? Carolyn, yes. It's Carolyn from Arizona. Okay. So how strict are we on the that thousand members of the realtor because I have a I have an area that I can pull off the members, but there's there's not enough realtors in the area to pull off that thousand. It's like around eight fifty. Okay. So is there another association that services that area? No. Okay. So if you have a huge amount of interest of Realtor members that would like to form a new network, it's a conversation that Jeff will have, but it's pretty slim very often. I mean, we're very specific about uh, not chartering networks with less than a thousand Realtors. So there has to be really good survival rate after that. Question really quick for you, and then I'll let someone else jump in. So if you have like the MLS itself is combined, but the associations are not, can we utilize the MLS part? Absolutely. So that I didn't put that in my PowerPoint, but that is one of the things you can use your association, also the MLS. So yes, you can utilize all of uh, those resources to to find members. Absolutely. That is outstanding news. Thank you, Jamie. You're welcome. Anybody hi. else? Hi, Jamie. This is Cheryl Hunter. I have a question. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Uh, How are you? With this at normal year, some of the networks, of course, are going to be under 20 because they were already small. Yeah. Uh, so how strict is National going to be about disbanding those networks? Will they give them additional opportunities to, to grow? Good question. Absolutely. And Jeff may still be on here. I'm not sure. However, there has been, oh, there you are. Jeff, I'll let you answer it. I know there a lot of the typical rules and regulations that we have been following, they've kind of, you know, slacked off on some, but I'll, I'll let Jeff address that. Cheryl, let me answer it by saying this is the most unique year in the 80 plus years of women's council. So what I want you to know and everyone to know here is um, we are not going to hunt networks down and track them down like we would. This is usually the time of the year where, you know, we pull a file, we send them a warning letter and so forth. We're taking a pause on that in a lot of things this year. We're not saying where are your quarterly reports either. We really want networks to, to shore up, you know, their core benefits. We're moving virtually. So we'll, we'll, we'll take our foot off the gas pedal for now. But, you know, it's, at some point, you know, it'll be a continued conversation when when things recover but a lot of a small number of networks have just folded on themselves this year just because you know the numbers have reached so low but these are problems that have been compounding for so many yes. years the ones that are beginning to, to dip below we're not going to be going after them very much and, and you know nationwide I think there's about four or five networks that we're, we're asking them to do something because they haven't even reported officers there's nothing on the microsite and and you know it's it's withered away to, to nothing, but networks that are trying, we'll give them a chance this year. We'll be very flexible. Hopefully that helps, Cheryl. Thank you, yes. Okay, cool. I see a raised hand by Kim Sitton. Idaho is a very rural state, 
And right now we have one of our networks that's struggling and we have one that had previously disbanded. How do you guys feel about an integrated network? Because now the Twin Falls Network would like to get going again, but they won't hit the new minimum requirements. Yes, so I think that you probably should, I, I would say write that up and explain that, maybe send an email to Jeff and let him look at that individually okay. and, and see how, how, how that should be addressed. Okay, thank you. Okay, all right, Rochelle. Hello. Hi. Hi, I was just wondering, is there a way for networks to have access to the members at large? Because I, I know that we have some in our state, but I don't think that they're, uh, we're able to connect with them and invite uh, to our events. So is there a way that we can make that work? So Jeff, if you're still here, do you mind addressing the members at large? Yeah, you're in Oregon and Oregon does not have a state network. Send me an email, we can pull a query and see the number of members at large, certainly. Yeah, normally the state network would have that. You don't have a state network. Send me an email. We're happy to help. Thank you. Yep. Okay, I see in the chat that Eileen. Okay, so it's being asked, would you recommend the state liaison and the national liaison to be the temporary chair to form the new network until the elections? No. That does not engage your local members. All that shows to me is that leadership wants to sort of run things, and that does not teach your incoming members leadership. So I would encourage them to be a support system for those local folks, but not to be the leader in that. Shannon, can we discuss what to do to engage our current membership during COVID? We're seeing a lot of local networks membership decline. So what are some ways we can add value as women's council? I would love some ideas. So Shannon, unfortunately that is not a topic of this presentation. I apologize but I know that will be addressed in many of the modules tomorrow. And I encourage you to kind of listen into that stuff. And certainly, I don't know if anybody's responded to your chat, but certainly to uh, communicate with some of the other local leaders because everybody's having the same problem, that's for sure. But I shouldn't say it's a problem. It's a new challenge it's, and it's a new thing for us to learn and to figure out how to engage our folks. So uh, we're all learning from this one, that's for sure. Kate Kelly, how many networks have folded so far this year? You know what? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to focus on the negative. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, very, 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 very few. Very good. few. Good, um, good. Okay. Three, maybe. Maybe yes. three. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was hoping and it was it's not because of COVID. They were, they were in trouble a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Right. Thank you All for right. this, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And Jeff, Jacqueline from New Hampshire and Massachusetts would like the same, please. Oh, the, it must she be the, the members the, at large list. Yeah, yeah, got it. What is the minimum that national will allow membership to be? You cannot be below 20 Realtor members. They won't allow you to be below 20 Realtor members for very long. So that is your minimum. And guys, 20 members is not a lot and it is not gonna sustain a local network very long. So you really need to push above 20 Realtor members. It's so necessary because how often or how much can you rotate your leadership, right? And it's a challenge and, and it's stressful. So you need to get people on board somehow. Look at the programming, the events, the things that you're doing, and, and that's going to drive interest. But look at it from a fresh, clean eye and see what is not drawing people in. All right, which state's going to form new networks this year? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> 
Let's do it. No, I mean, but if everyone would just look at Rebecca's passion and energy and do the same thing, we can all do this. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. You know, in, in the charter, we don't, the charter kit is not on the website. So there is an old version of the charter kit on the website, but we have a new improved version. And as people call for interest in the charter kit to charter a network, we send them the charter kit. And it's a very, very easy reading. It's very easy process. And it's got some graphics in it. And it's, it's very step by step. There's nothing left to the imagination. There's nothing that you have to make up because it's all here for you. Every document, every checklist, everything. And, and we're here to support any network that wants to form. If we can make it viable and successful and relevant to the members that want to be part of that network. And there's plenty of leadership to help those interested get it started. And like I said, it's not going to happen overnight. Don't think that if you've got a state, you want to put a new network, you think that there's enough members to start a new network. Just know that it's going to take a couple meetings to get that interest in. And don't make it so stressful for yourselves. Okay, what else? Amy, this is Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Hi. I just want to say that it's more than just a one-year plan for a, a newly chartered network. It's, it should be like a three-year plan because we've had networks that have chartered and then struggled very shortly thereafter. And so you want to make sure that you set them up for success. And I'm talking to the state presidents, the state liaisons, the national liaisons, that they have a strategic plan for well into the future, not just to drag themselves across the finish line and get 35 members because that is certainly part of the issues that we have with the newly chartered networks. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, and that's the thing is that goal. So yeah, 35 members. So then what happens is people stop at 35. And they're like, okay, I got my 35. Okay, let's go, right? And then they stop. So now you see why we move from 20 or 25 members up to 35. Membership is going to ebb and flow, right? So when agents from some company become the president or an agent from one company becomes the president and then they serve their year, a bunch of people from their company, you know, or brokerage come and join, right? And then they're not the president anymore. And then some of them leave. And then there's somebody that's the new president from a, a different brokerage. And then a bunch of people from that brokerage come and join, right? So that's nothing new. So you're going to always have that flow and ebb of, of membership, but just know that you've got to keep those membership numbers up and you got to be prepared for those membership numbers to change. You can't be chasing it. You got to be in front of it. That's, that's the key. Okay. We're actually out of time, but if, if you have any other questions, cause they, you know, they only gave me 30 minutes, so they're going to give me the hook any second. But I'm supposed to remind you, so if there's any questions, you know, my email's really easy. It's jsaltman at wcr.org. I'm happy to answer any questions or get on the phone with you and talk you through some stuff. I'm always available to help. And obviously, you know where Jeff is. And we're here to help you grow your states and, and grow that membership. I appreciate you all. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And you toughed out a really long day, you guys. Congratulations. Thank See you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye, you too. Jamie. Yes. I just wanted to tell you that maybe, um, you know, for us in our network, one of the things that I've seen that 
we noticed that was great is having part, having a strategic planning team. And um, I think that's something that the network sh should try to implement and at least have so they can have a three-year, five-year plan. And um, that's something that we've been that we've been in, that we've implemented in the last few years, and it actually have worked for us. And usually, there's a it's usually from past presidents that still want this network to continue growing. So I, I think, think that's, that's a great a, idea. A project team for, for that's a great idea. Yep, yep. Thank you for sharing that. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors. Leaders made here.